Day number five. Wow. A little bright. Just a little bright. That's my fault. It's my fault. Don't over adjust. It's fine. Day number five, performance number four. Lots of exciting things to discuss as we continue to back that down and get it right. Yeah. It's rump chat. It was so loud. Oh, yeah. So, so loud. So loud. Thanks to our amateur open bull riding, mechanical bull riding announcer who comes in here every day and changes everything on this analog mixer. Anyway, we'll turn it over to the gentleman now with a plan for an entire show. <laughs> Ambone and Rumford. What's up, man? There we go. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not all at once. We're back on Monday. We are officially almost well with the Wednesday two perf uh, deal. We're almost at the halfway point. It is Monday. The Sunday crowd is gone. There's a new crowd in town. Uh, phenomenal rodeo last night. Everything. I, I was, I got to watch the whole rodeo. I've done something I haven't got to do in forever. Okay. So normally, you know, host and watch parties, you're always in the casino or always, you know, at your venue. Uh, but since I'm just doing the after party for Rodeo Vegas, I can do what I want during the rodeo. And guess what I did? What? No. I went to Wacy Munsell's room and me and Wacy cocaine. Just no. We just sat there and watched the rodeo in the hotel, just two of us. That's weird. Yeah. Well, we were, you know, obviously in different chairs. Oh, but like we kicked their shoes off, sat back, relaxed, watched the rodeo. The bareback riding last night was just wild. It was awesome. It was the, the eliminator pins, except for uh, Jess Pope's horse and full baggage, which were actually pretty, pretty rider friendly. Pretty friendly uh, as compared to the rest of that pin. Yeah, you know, it was. Uh, that's awesome. It was good. It was a great night. You know, uh, the opening was obviously uh, being Memorial Night. It's more somber, but uh, really cool. Tied in with the Golden Circle Night, which is um, kids with you know, special kids, uh, you know, kids with cancer or special needs or anything like that. It was a really cool thing they started doing. And a lot of them were in the crowd and everybody's wearing their gold bandanas for them and in support of them. And then uh, uh, Cody Lee, the kid who sang the, uh, the, the song during the, the memorial video is, is very cool. He's autistic and blind and, but he's a uh, musical savant and he won America's got talent. And uh, well, he was a wonderful singer outstanding I mean, it, was it was pretty beautiful cool. it was really cool um you know you never know um you get seventeen thousand people and 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 but he just he killed it. all he wants to do is perform which is which is pretty funny so i guess he was he was sitting on the vip deck which is to my right and he's just jamming out and and, the, and then i was playing a remix and he's he's so savant he knows you could say 110 beats a minute and he can He'll go right to it, yeah. you know. And then uh, this remix mixed it up, and he goes, and he, I, <laughs> my, uh, Marty, the laser dude who brought him in, he was like, yeah, he was looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? You've ruined the song. <laughs> You're offbeat. I, I gotta, I gotta know though. Like, do those guys in the openings? Do they are they hooked in? Like, do they really sing? Or do do some do some of the artists that do the opening at at the NFR? Some have backtrack. Uh, some are, are live. So some of them aren't even singing. They just got the microphone and like I don't know. No, it's all it's all show. Well, I know, but I tell me. I don't know. Oh, so you know, it's no, just I, like I one of those know. things where you can't tell. I don't know. Yes, I don't, they, don't, do. they don't. They don't. Jacob, that. what do you know? 
I don't know anything about that. Hambone, what do you know about the? No, you lying, you lying bastard. I'm just you ready. Know. I'm I'm just ready for the next song. Okay. Uh, well, so um, something kind of cool happened last night for us too. Once we did get to the uh, the after party, uh, we had a great. We've been having a great turnout, y'all. And if if you're listening at home or if you're here in Vegas, dude, I tell you what, at Resorts World for our concerts nightly, um, it's been really good. We had a. Um, the other day we had Ken Fo on, which uh, he's a new artist, was absolutely wonderful. Justin Justin Moore has been there. So last night when the concert got over, uh, and there, everybody was still kind of milling around, we did give away. So Parker Steiner and his girlfriend, they were in the corner with a guitar, and they got up on stage, and he played the guitar, and she sang. Really? And, and I mean, she can sing, and Rocker can play that guitar. And so that was actually pretty cool so they sang one whole song and then everybody started chanting one more one more so they actually did two songs up on stage and the people you, you guys were did you, you you guys saw it it was freaking awesome like it was unreal and it was so cool uh that to see you know rodeo guys doing stuff like that mm -hmm. and i mean it wasn't like uh uh you know one like it was like it was legit good guitar playing so that was that was probably the highlight of my night last night was watching that to the after party then one of the contestants gets picked for the nightly swag bag and inside this bag is twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff like boots uh uh bar m trailer cm truck bed deal uh like a 500 dollars poker chip Jeez. every night inside an alligator bag so the rodeo vegas deal is it's been so gallagher robert gallagher for y'all that don't know his, we need to have him come down oh my gosh i would love to have him on. he's been the guy that has ran the bands for billy bob's texas for 35 years yeah this dude has been there done it seen it and so he's actually running the stage, and that's who my kind of go-to guy is. And so getting to hang out with Robert is uh, – that's another thing. You know, yesterday we were talking about why I don't put in for the NFR to work it. Uh, the one other cool thing about it is, like, I, I want to do things besides just be a rodeo clown. Like, so it's really fun to, to, to meet the different people and, and work with the bands and see how different people um, – how the different bands are. Because the one thing I've learned this year, and I'm not going to say who – but some of those guys are super friendly and really easy to get along with. And then there's other ones that won't hmm. talk to you. Like, and I'm not going to say names, but there was one guy who's not even that famous that you would have thought George Strait was in town. Like, oh yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, I oh, go to walk walk behind the stage, which I I've got a I've got a badge. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of running the stage and kind of a big deal. The guy goes, "Hey, so and so doesn't want any visitors." I was like, "No offense, bro." but I don't care. I don't want to meet him. Like, and I don't mean that rude, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a rocker. Okay. I want to, I want to jam out. And so it was just, uh, that, that's been a little crazy, but you know, I mean, I'm sure some probably people think about, you know, me like that, but, uh, yeah. So rocker come on stage. It was fun. A great night. Trinity Oak revival tonight. And it's a free concert y'all. So, if you want something to do for free, come to Resorts World. Doors open at 8. Band goes on at 945. So be sure to be there. Jacob, 
Are, you won't be there because you'll be at the South Point. How about a South Point check-in? Yeah. You are all things South Point. Dun, you, dun, know, dun, dun. you know all now, the good and the bad of like the South Point. It's like a Fox News report. Well, just like yesterday, y'all were talking about how the changeover happened. Mm-hmm. Changeover happens in town. We get a change of our committees leaving, all the people we enjoy seeing. And, you know, you get your true tourists in this side of town. Well, down south down there, something different happens. And it's kind of like that scene in Mars Attacks, if you're a friend of, of B-level <laughs> movies, where they kind of take over Vegas. The the South Point's kind of fallen to the team ropers. Oh. Um, there's, uh, there's no such thing as going to eat um, or anything else like that because there's team ropers as far as the eye can see. <laughs> And you can tell the change in the crowd, you know, when the when the committees are there. Hey, could you do something about the volume in here? You know, we can't quite see. Now the complaints are more, hey, could you do something about the stop draw? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me go talk to Sunny Dad. Yeah, uh, it's just it, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. So anyway, it's just a, a little bit of a change, but our deal continues to be really, really good. Um, we probably have, shoot, we probably have almost 4,000 people at our watch party a night. So holy cow. Yep. 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 4,000. Yeah. And I'll say that, and I'm not really blowing anything up your skirt, but I've been really, really, really looking forward to this year, obviously. Yeah. And, um, our, uh, whoever does our simulcast feed that comes from a truck somewhere. It's, yeah. it's, it's rough, yeah. rough, rough, rough. I was so looking forward to last night with Roger and Andy and you, and just kind of getting to see you. And it was, it's rough, but we overcome it and have to do it there in house, and it's pretty good. But no, it's uh, it's uh, it's crazy. It's just um, all team roping all the time. It's a good thing for them. It's a good thing for us. It's just they're everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. How many how many uh, times have your feet got roped by a twelve year old? Well, between that <laughs> and the they little, try to see how the many little ropes. Uh, I've got a uh, I've got a I've got a competition shoot up there from um, from a panel manufacturer, and they try to see how many kids they can cram in that. So we'll knock a few fingers off that away and um so yeah it's a it's big time pleasure right over there in town so i gotta yeah. i gotta tell you though like uh when you're talking about watch parties um i'm i'm not technical i i'm i can run an iphone that's about it i don't really do computers or technology but the funny thing is about every year and i've been doing the watch party deal for nine years ten years now and uh if you ever have and jacob you know this if you ever have the signal goes out where the TV goes off, and you guys have been in my room at the Orleans when that has happened, okay? When the watch party signal goes out and the and the, the feed goes out and, and the TV or the big screen goes blank, oh. people freak out. They freak out. And I have I had guys at the Orleans when, when it happened, like, we lost the feed. I don't know where the feed comes from. I don't know where – I don't know anything about – how the rodeo gets from the Thompson Mac to the Orleans. Did it blip last night a timer? We had a couple times last night, maybe for two seconds it quit. And I mean, it got hostile real quick. Oh my gosh. You know, like they say, rodeo people all love each other and rural America is the nicest folks in the world. If the feed goes out for over a minute and a half, someone will be killed. Yeah. It's not that. Like, it's... They will sacrifice someone. But like the one guy, the feed goes out and he comes running up to me. The feed's out. What are you going to do? What? What's my fat ass? I don't yeah. know. Make a phone call. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I the feed's out. It's not uh, like the, the year we had the great blackout when the all the electricity didn't. <laughs> when that happened, was that last year? It, it was. Out, yeah, it it went was out in the, the round room. six, and Marty, 
uh, we call laser dude because he's the guy who started out just bringing the lasers and now i mean he brings in the stage he works on america's got talent and the mass singer and all this stuff in la and great production guy non-rodeo at all which is which is cool because he brings in this non-rodeo stuff long hair and travel model crew well he went down went to the hospital and he calls the whole show guess who they had to do the call the whole show me and that was the night somebody hit the transformer so the lights go out and alan is like did he turn out the damn lights and i'm like no i don't know what's going on yeah that it, was a terrible night well we he, made it through it but the way that you would that everybody acted like there was some like this big light switch in the Thomas and Mac that somebody accidentally yeah. leaned against. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Cause I remember it was, uh, and I'm guessing they're led now cause the lights are so much more focused in there. They're calling it dark, but I didn't realize there were still mercury vapor lights in there. I figured they would just come right back on, you know, and I forgot. Well, they, well, they were their leds now. Well, they, not, they, weren't yeah, last year. they weren't last year. They had shutters. Uh, everybody this LEDs. year is saying how much more dark it is in there, and that's not really true. It's just more focused than it used to be. Correct. It's LED, Correct. Know? It doesn't spread out so much. But yeah, it's. Uh, so I guess I we're guess, working through it. I guess one of my tips of the day, if you uh, are listening at home or in your car, um, if you are coming to Vegas and you are going to a watch party, be aware that at some point the the feed may lose uh, onto the TV or movie screen. But don't don't worry. It'll be back. Do you have a, so you don't have a watch party. You just have an after party. No. So, okay. So this year, uh, since I was with Rodeo Vegas last year, we were at the Mirage and uh, there's a lot of different moving parts. Uh, The Mirage sold to Hard Rock, the Hard Rock, and they're going to redo it. They're actually, they're going to build a 38, uh, 38 uh, story hotel in the shape of a guitar right on the strip. Yeah. Uh, the Seminole Tribe of Florida, they're going to run the whole thing. So they, the Mirage switched ownership. So Rodeo Vegas that had been at the Mirage, so we moved to Resorts World. And um, in, in our moving to Resorts World, where I would usually handle the watch party and the after party, they already hired Corey Keith, which is a friend of ours, and he's announcing the BFO. So uh, they already hired him. So uh, I got a pretty sweet deal with just doing the after party because it's, there's not a lot to being an MC for an after party. A lot of hanging out and boozing. No, not even really boozing because, like, I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all. You can, you can ask my wife. It Let's is, ask her. It, it She's is, right there. I have not been boozing, have I? I can't afford Not a to. lot. I can't afford to. <laughs> it when is. You, we've touched on that about every day, how expensive drinks are. I, I, I bought As one. As I have a drink. I bought one last night, and it was $20. 20 bucks so i was like so you know what uh, you only live once and when you make the money you do what does it even matter i i you know it's like shaq told me broke you know when shaq and i were hanging out it's like god here it comes (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) oh god for all you don't know he met shaq he's got a bigger than a true oh and then josie jewel texted me last night you know middle linebacker for the denver broncos oh well no not a big deal when i was yelling at taylor swift last night (laughs) about the Kansas City Chiefs getting beat. I should have. Yeah, how see, about that? Did how did he Patrick? line up offsides? It's terrible. You I, are a National Football League player. No better. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't really want to dive in, but I will say, and I've said it several times this week. I called it. I said when Taylor Swift started dating Jason Kelsey or nope, Travis Kelsey. The other one. There you go. It's all going downhill. That's how frustrated. I can't even think about it. 
didn't I, honey? And this I used to be the that. biggest. Now we're eight and five. This was the biggest. You were the biggest Swifty in the world there for a while. I loved, dude. I I loved Taylor Swift when she was in the sundress and cowboy boots. So funny thing, uh, which is kind of creepy. That's no. In two thousand eight, when Taylor Swift was still doing country, in like sixteen, two thousand eight. No, this, when she was 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't 16. No, she, so I was a big Taylor Swift fan. I was driving a semi for the Butler Butler and Son Rodeo Company. And so at San Antonio, Taylor Swift was the concert. So after the rodeo, I hauled all the bucking horses back to the pens, unhooked the semi, drove back to the AT&T Center, and I got tickets to go, a ticket to go watch Taylor Swift. So I'm like four rows from the front, and I'm a foot and a half taller than anybody on the front like 45 rows. Remember I bought that Taylor Swift t-shirt? Oh god, yes. But I'll tell you this, you can't get one in it. You can only get a, a 1X in a Taylor Swift t-shirt. They don't make them in 2 and 3X. Did you so know that? you're in there? Can I do anything to be more creepy? <laughs> no, I I wasn't <laughs> trying to be creepy. I was respecting her artistry. Okay, yeah, whatever. But now she's a whole lot different. Now she jumps out of a snake and hey. uh, it's just not Oh, no. So for the first time, uh, we're talking about Rodeo Vegas and Casey Jones, Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Um, I am embarrassed to say, but I'm in a little preoccupied. I didn't even enter our league, the Rump Chat League. You didn't? I didn't. But in the super, uh, uh, Celebrity Tattoo League, uh, you are fourth, and I'm seventh. Last, who, if you don't know, you know, the Celebrity Tattoo League if you place last, the winner, whoever wins, gets to pick a tattoo for the loser, or the loser has to pay $1,000 to a charity of the winner, right? Yep. And then uh, Pro Fantasy Road, or uh, Teton Ridge will match it with five, or uh, pay 5000 right? Yeah, so it's, uh, when I got my tattoo when I lost, uh, we ended up giving uh, Brooks Blossoming Hope for Childhood Cancer Research in Corpus Christi. We got to give them uh, like 7500 with the donations. Uh, involved so it's a great deal if you get the tattoo and i got the tattoo it's still there you were the only one in the history to get the tattoo yeah everybody else buys out but you know who's last right now who kendra santos Ooh. uh do you know who i second to last randy corley i hope garrett yergen loses i would love to have how how does an an announcer with all the stats be second to last i don't know if he knows how to use the internet that could be the issue (laughs) Oh, gosh. And then, uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm comfortable being right in the middle. I don't have to win. I just don't want to lose. Funny thing, when I did lose, Flint won. But my bull rider's out. And you can buy insurance at the beginning. And then if you you buy the insurance, you can pick somebody's not out. Well, like any sane person, I picked Stetson in the bull riding. Womp womp. That's going to hurt. Man, that poor guy. Sage. I'll tell you, that, that's a heartbreaker. Should have went with Old Reliable. I, that it's okay. Is, that is such a heartbreaker. It is. For... God bless him. He's going to be back. He'll be fine. He'll I win, know, but like, don't he'll you... win 32 more world titles, but. Like, don't you just oh. want to go hug him? Like, does everybody feel that? Like, I, I, I didn't Stetson's see him break always... down, you know, until I obviously saw the Facebook post. But, man, that's heartbreaking. He's such a genuine human. I mean, he just, he's the nicest guy. He's always been the same. And, you know, he doesn't, he He'll stay out with it. I mean, or Casper year before last, and I don't stay out the late, but it was a pretty good group of young bronc riders, and I had a wild hair at my rear, and we stayed up till four in the morning. I fell down twice over the same lawn chair, 
and he laughed and he was drink, drinking Pepsi the whole time. I was trying to get him to drink beer, but he wouldn't. So good on him. But uh, anyway, that being said, he's just, he's the same guy, no matter how many world titles he wins. He's just, he's a, he's a very nice young guy. And he'll be back. I get just like everybody get injured, injured in the winter. They all come back at Reno. Well, he's got, they said, uh, I don't know, but they said maybe six months. I bet he's back at Reno, which is mid June. I mean, it kind of pretty much kicks off the July 4th run to be honest, but um, yeah, I mean, anyway, he's going to be fine. I just, I don't know, but you get around these guys and, and uh, that's, that's one thing where I, I like about rub chat and I like what, a lot with the coverage that that we're getting now, we're getting to know these, these contestants a lot better because in the past you might not, you know, have a clue, but uh you know, really getting another personality and know how they are. Because, like, even if you watch the Cowboy Channel every day, which mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people, that's all they, you know, they, they see every performance of everything. You can see a guy riding 45 bulls, but you don't know the guy. Yeah. You know, like, you don't know how they are or how they act or who their family is or what they do. So that is one thing that I will give a shout-out to the Cowboy Channel for Justin McKee and, and uh, Luke and those guys getting the behind the scenes and doing the, all the stuff that they're doing. They do a really good, I mean, the pre-shows is good. You know, we never got that with ESPN and you, we were on it. I remember being a kid. I mean, our whole childhood on ESPN, it would come on at what? 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night. And so, I mean, they, they do a really nice presentation. Um, I mean, there's glitches like, like Jacob assessed, but we'll work through it. It feels like we're around eight. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like like round four. This has been um, the longest, in, shortest NFR of all time. The longest, shortest. Well, uh, are we ready for get? Well, let's. I mean, our, our rodeo of the day um, is not here. It's Texas Tech rodeo, college rodeo, Lubbock, Texas. Well, let me tell you about that, y'all. If you ever get a chance to get to one college rodeo, Cook's Garage in Lubbock, Texas, which Ham and I worked the pro rodeo there. They, uh, along with Jared Hostetter, I mean. They go all out. Cook's Garage is a bar, okay? But not just any bar. This place is huge. I'm talking, it's on, I think the the total acreage that the the bar area it's on is. It's got to be 20 acres. Yeah. And so it's got a stage. The whole bar is not 20 acres, but it's on a facility. Yeah. But the the bar area itself is. The bar is huge. There's a bar. There's there's like the concert part of it, uh, which is one wing. It's like an L shape. And and then there's the restaurant, which is which is huge too. And it's the menus. It's one of those. It's what was those places in in the Dakotas that had Sanford's. Sanford's. The menus are this big, and you can get everything from prime rib to made rights. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, the the guy he originally so it started off. It was all garages. Yeah, like the whole thing was garages. No, and, they're they're still legit. Uh, where they uh, redo cars and yeah. stuff. There's still a garage and part of it, and, and there's it, signs. I mean, all those oil company and Chevron and, you know, all these signs everywhere. There's got to be $3 million in signs oh, and, and uh, uh, neon signs inside everywhere. Yeah, so that, that was his, uh, his man room, like that, the whole bar area before it was a bar. And they kept fixing it up. And, I mean, it is, it is so slick. Well, they fixed it up and fixed it up. And then one of their friends said, hey, uh, you know what? We, we should have our wedding there. So they did it, and then a couple other people that were at the wedding were like, we should have our wedding there. And so they're like, you know what? If we're going to do this, let's go all in and make this happen. Let's make this a real venue. So then, Jared, with the, what they've done for Texas Tech, they have started this college rodeo. 
the largest attended college rodeo in the history of all college rodeo was the Texas Tech Rodeo. Uh, just an amazing Jared and the, and the crew, they go all out. They have jackpots all week, two weeks of rodeo in, in October in, in Lubbock. And it's just uh, unbelievable what they've done with uh, for a college rodeo. And you think about college rodeo sometimes that they're not maybe as fun as others were. You know, some college rodeos don't put the time to do production. They don't really put the time to uh, to sell the product. You know, you get to some college rodeos and they're like, well, let's go with Josh. Yeah, it's just a by, slack. I mean, followed by Jim and then Carl. Yeah, there's not very there, – there's some that really do it right, you know, but this one is, is pretty crazy. But Texas Tech, they bring in West Huggins, who is a phenomenal announcer. Uh, and Walker is boy does the music. Yeah. Shout out to Walker. Yeah, they bring in the, you know – uh, Binion has a stock. They bring in me to clown. They, uh, Randy Britton, the whole crew, like they, they put on a rodeo show. It's not just a college rodeo. And, and I've been pretty proud to be a part of the Texas tech team, uh, for what they've done, because to put that rodeo on, they have to raise, uh, $700,000 and that's not funded through the college. Yeah. It's, it's considered a club. So the college doesn't give them any money. So the rodeo club raises, $700,000 put on this college rodeo and it's uh, televised on the Cowboy channel. It's a, it's, it's probably one of the neatest venues I've been a part of. They have taco trucks and VIP tents and uh, there's a it, bar and the announcer stand and a bathroom. Yeah. It's which uh, is awesome. It is unreal. very handy. Both of them. And you know what else I like about it? The, <laughs> the guy, the main guy at cooks that owns it. Uh, the first time I had a, we were doing something, and he comes pulling up in this, like, John Deere Gator, and kind of, he's wearing cargo shorts and a smelly old sweatshirt, and I'm like, that's kind of my people right there. And so he gets out, and I'm doing something, so he starts helping me. I said, I said, man, you work here? He's like, no, I own this place. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So uh, be sure to check that out, Texas Tech. Jared Hofstetter, was the head rodeo coach at Tech, was going to be here today on our, our tie-down roper day, but his son made a short round. Uh, at the uh, at the roping over, yeah, at the junior at the junior NFR in Central Hall. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. I'm sure that. Uh, a shout out, Kate Smith made the. Uh, I believe he made the short round in the bull riding. I saw that he went 80 points the other and, day. And uh, I can't remember the kid. Uh, what's his name? Dog under my friends Moreland. Uh, another kid. I think there's there's three kids from Southwest Iowa in the short round the bull riding. Yeah. Shout out. Well, before we go to our guest, this would tell you guys every day. For the last four years, we've been brought to you by Pete Carr, Pete Carr Pro Rodeo, bringing some of the best livestock to the NFR, bringing the most stock to the NFR. Been our partner since day number one. I can't say enough good things about Pete and Billy and the crew. Um, you bet. And Buck and Bull of the Year in the Bayou Bengal tonight, uh, Dirty Roots and Ben Anderson. Okay? That might be the ticket tonight. Now I'm wrong. i got to stand corrected. San Angelo Stan, Sam's paint. It's it's River's Ghost. That's the other white horse. Yeah. So I was wrong. But uh, San Angelo Sam owned old Jaco, our boy. Yeah. That, and he owned him pretty good. He, he, Jaco started so good. But, uh, but Dirty Roots, first NFR for this horse. Marked 48 points in San Antonio. 47 and a half bucking off Trey Elsher. And 48 with Tegan Smith and Pecos. Jacob's crawl has been 85 on in Houston. Came from Norman Lindley in British Columbia. And uh, this horse bucked so hard, they had to let him sit out for eight months so he could kind of grow into his body. Like, uh, this is uh, one of the most phenomenal horse. Six-year-old gilding, 
carries an average stock score of 47 and a half. But how cool is that, that they, they recognize the talent and that this horse is probably going to cripple himself because he bucks so hard. So, I mean, you want to take obviously all your bad cats to, you know, your, your main rodeos, but they kept him at home knowing what he'd turn into. So that, that's just being good, responsible stockman. Well, and I tell you what, that's one thing that I just, I know we've talked about it before, but I, I just wish so much that people that don't agree with uh, rodeo, I wish they could know how hard these guys work and the care and the cost. That it, there's no stock contractor doing this to get rich. No, nobody's like, oh, man, boy, I hit the jackpot. I'm now a millionaire. I'm in the rodeo business. I mean, with everything, what it costs, with vet bills and feed, I mean, a bag of corn right now is at fourteen ninety nine uh, per fifty. It's not like you're doing this for you know to get rich. But uh, shout out to Pete and, and the great stock and the money he's put in. He's put in over a million and a half dollars buying stock in the last year or two. So, Pete Car Pro Radio. Let's get our guest on here. He was running a little late, but he's right on time. Oh, he's uh, making a business transaction. Hold on. No, I'll just I'll keep talking until you're ready. That's one hundred twenty a piece, sir. I've known this guy. <laughs> I've known this guy his whole life. We've been friends. I was his assistant rodeo coach until he quit college. <laughs> but my buddy from Apache, Oklahoma, the Iron Man, Hunter Heron, everybody. Hunter, I'm so glad you're on here. Yeah, thanks for making it, buddy. Oh, hold on. Hold on. There you go. There you go. Thanks for having me. There we go. Oh, yeah. No, uh, you know, one of my that's my fame, my only claim to fame was uh, when I got hurt. When I was in college and I blew out my knee and I got a job at Southwestern as the assistant rodeo coach, Hunter was a freshman. And so uh, how many NFRs is this for you? 13. So wow. his, his freshman year of college, his assistant rodeo coach was me. And now round of applause for me. He's been to 13 NFRs. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't want to take the credit for it. But uh, did he do anything? Definitely molded me into a lot of them loops you see me throw that Failed the catch. <laughs> well, that happens, but I mean, get your elbow up. Is that what he's No, I'm not going to coach. I mean, I feel like after 13 NFRs, I don't need to coach him anymore. Okay. Um, one other story before I let you talk. <laughs> uh, when Hunter was in college and he started doing really, really good, like we, the thing that's hard about the college rodeo deal is, you know, on Texas Tech Day, when you got guys like Hunter or Sage did it, um, both Southwestern Oklahoma State Cowboys, but when, when you have a chance to go make money at big rodeos, it's pretty hard to say, okay, instead of going and winning 20 grand, we need you to stay and go to the college rodeo. Yeah. So we didn't get to keep Hunter. Wasn't it? Now tell me if I'm wrong, but did, you made the short round somewhere um, and you were start, I, starting to win. Yeah, I made a couple of them, but I uh, probably my freshman year, I didn't make a whole lot. Might have had little extracurricular activities taking over. <laughs> but the sophomore year, I made quite a few. But I know I skipped one maybe to go to the Pendleton short round, uh, which was frowned upon a little bit. But what was you going to do? It's Pendleton. I exactly. I remember the, the coach telling the, the head coach, who was just a joy to work with. Um, who? What's his name? I'm not going to say his name on here. But <laughs> he, uh, he gets Hunter one day. We're in the office, and he tells Hunter. He gives him this whole speech. He's like, you know, you need to be at these college rodeos. You got your whole life to make the NFR, and you only have four years to a college rodeo, so you need to make the decision. And Hunter just goes, well, see you later. I'm going to Pilton, <laughs> and just gets up and walks out of the office. Yeah, you remember that, that? Yeah, that was a short talk we had. <laughs> yeah. And, 
yeah. and years later, here you are. Here we 13 are. 13 times later. That's pretty impressive. So tell us about this, Hunter. Like, uh, you know, growing up in Apache and, and uh, gosh, what a great career you've had. Yeah, it's been a long one. Uh, we've got started early. Didn't uh, I think I went to three semesters of college. Um, and then, of course, Maury Tate lives there at uh, Patchew's Mobetta Clothing Company, now Rodeo Company. But he had a big uh, part in getting me started on the road. I rodeoed with Jerome, got hooked up with him from an early start. And uh, and then just, you know, been fortunate to, to stay on the road and had some good sponsors behind me to help. And um, one way or another, we're still still out here with these young guys. That, that's another deal where I may have helped Hunter because one year uh, it was me and Jerome and Hunter. Remember that? We went to Pleasant Grove and a couple of those rodeos took off. And I think uh, maybe Tyler Garten might have been with us. Yeah, we had maybe. a – Yeah, we, there, was a, there was a little truckload of us. We had a whole crew, and they all won money, and I did it. And then um, <laughs> we went to uh, – I went with Hunter. Did he ever buy gas Did he ever or fuel? Did he ever drive, or did he always get out of it like I've heard? For sure, there was he, he kept us entertained. So, you know, it might have been like, okay, we're going to sacrifice a little fuel money. He's going to keep us entertained while we, while we keep going. We got, Makes sense. Well, we got to the end of the year one year, and uh, Jerome and, and Hunter, of course, were doing really good. So they decided they want to enter the Nile in Billings. Well, we're all in Oklahoma. And um, so I, I'm with Jerome, and we're cruising around, and, and he's on the phone with Hunter. And he's like, let's just enter, and we'll just run up there run up there from Ponca, run up there from Ponca city, Oklahoma to Billings, Montana. We'll just slip on up there. And so anyhow, he starts talking to Hunter and I was like, Hey, tell you what, how about I slip on up there with you? And so I entered, <laughs> I entered and the three of us went up there and uh, Hunter won it all. And I broke a barrier and crashed in the back fence. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that was the first year I made the NFR and that was really the rodeo that, made the nfr for me because you you won everything at billings that year i mean, oh, i went around went to average one we also went to uh fort collins won fort collins and the american role at kansas city and i won kansas city that year which was the the last rodeo the right? last weekend of the rodeo and when which you know i don't know 15 18 000 back then and i needed to win 12 wow you know? so it was that was a good trip and was that was it the end of October? Then wasn't it was only the end because well, the season be, used to end in November one, right? Yeah, that was the last weekend in October back then. Yeah, because Cow Palace Forever was the the last rodeo. Cow yeah. Palace in Kansas City. I always remember same, that. Or the same weekend yeah. back then. So I, I got a question for you. Um, you know, we've asked all of our guests this week. We've had some great guests on. We've had yesterday we had John Harrison and and Dusty Tuckness and Boyd was on the other day. Uh, after thirteen NFRs. When you make the NFR, does it feel like it did the first time? Uh, probably not when you're backing into the box as much, but when you come down the tunnel for the grand entry, it, it always hits you pretty good. And then at, at this point, it's probably uh, a little bit more than maybe last year because you really don't know. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the CAF Open, and most of them's with, you know, 25 or younger. Young talent. And then, I mean, you have uh, – Tough, Shane, Caleb. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's plenty that's in their early to mid-30s, but there's not many out here that are 39 and still thinking they can try to compete with them. Uh, so well, it, not thinking. Well, no, you are. I mean, I mean it, 
but it's a realistic thought that, you know, the light's getting dimmer. And so we're just enjoying what we got. The lights, Hunter, the light's not getting dimmer. Okay. No, <laughs> look at me. I'm 43. I'm doing great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, uh, when you talk about the time, Wolfie as it can be, probably, I, I think, you know, when you think about the different classes of ropers that, that well, have come through, I mean, uh, just over the time, the, the, the days of Blair Burke and Jerome and Brent Lewis and, and how that kind of transitioned over now with Ty Harris and John and, and that the younger group. Yeah. yeah. Kincaid, Riley, I, Bo. I mean, they're all right yeah, over they're, here they're too. Sitting right there. And uh, the first night on the uh, – Joe said that the my first NFR in the calf rope, which in the calf open was Joe Beaver's last NFR in the calf open. So – uh, I got to rope against him. Of course, he might not have been in his heyday prime, but Blair still, Blair still was in, you know, top. Cody O was in his prime then. Fred, um, you know, so Trevor, you know, they're Jerome. I mean, you can just go on with about the, you know, so many of them are considered Mike Johnson, part of the greatest that we've ever had in our sport. And then now you're coming into who would, I would, in my in my opinion, the third greatest would be Caleb. I mean, he's, you know, four world championships. Hands down. Just, you know, I mean, he's right there below Cody and Fred in my, in my opinion. And then, and then you have all these young guys, Riley, Shad, Ty, Bo, Mm -hmm. Kincaid. Just wolves. You know, and I know I'm not getting them on this. I'm not missing anybody, you know, intentionally, but Weston Hughes, I mean, there's just so many of these kids that are in their twenties that are just, didn't even say Shane Hanchi or Tough Cooper, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Corey Solomon. So it's just, it's uh, been fortunate and blessed to, to have done it as long as I have and had some, you know, physical issues that held us out for two or three years, but uh, just enjoying it right now. Does anybody give like the, the younger guys they ever give you shit about being the older guy? Uh, just one of them, mostly sitting over there in a white hat today. Yeah. Kincaid, I've had him call me the old man about six or 15 different times you this do that? week. You make fun of Hunter. All right, yeah. we're going to wrestle right in the middle. All, All right, right, let's yeah, go. Get, you know, yeah. get it on. Man, that's pretty cool, though, if you think about your career, uh, getting to say that you roped at the NFR against Joe Beaver and those guys and also that's against pretty unreal. Kincaid and Ty and yeah, like the 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 generations like you're – That I'm tied together with and, you know, and there's, Absolutely. A, there's a few of us that have – you know, been able to to do that, but I guess you know they got to rope against you know Shane and Tough and them. They they got to compete against uh, Trevor Trevor and Fred and Cody. But I'm one of the few that can say I roped against Joe B, especially out here. You know, I mean they all probably roped against him somewhere, but not not in the house that Joe built. Correct. Hell yeah. I mean that that's it's a we think about that in our career. You know, when I came in, it was you know uh, I got to be in towards the tail of, of Cody's calf roping career and, and, and not really too much of Joe, but obviously he's still team roping, but um, you know, and like, especially rough stock guys, obviously their careers are much shorter, but you know, it's a, uh, you walk in the locker room now and maybe no half of them. And <laughs> so the turnover is quite high, but, um, but it's cool to watch, you know, and I tend to root for, I, I, I love my young guys, but I, I, I liked, like when uh, the guys with a little tooth on them still can stick it on and kick some ass and, and little gray uh, hair and not much hair. 
But Hunter, you've done a good job. You still look the same as you did when you started. So you lucky bastard. Unlike us. Yeah. We look terrible. Maybe we should start roping. <laughs> I tried to rope. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I, I hated calf rope. It was so I much work. One, one of the college road. I know I mounted Drew Melvin one time. And I, you never, you was done roping from the whole time? Yeah. So I, my senior year of college, uh, when I was with Jerome all the time and I, we, we just went over to his house the other day for one of the kids' birthday parties. We were talking about it. So when Jerome was riding Herbert Terrio's horse, Easy, Easy. You remember Easy? Oh, yeah. Easy was the uh, the horse of the year in the AQHA. And Jerome had won the average at the NFR in 2001. And so when I, I, I stayed with uh, Jerome's house and, like, went to the cell barn every day. If you know Jerome, went to the donut place every day. And so <laughs> I was college rodeoing, and, and I won the region in the Bulldog, and then, Drum's like, you know what? You should try to rope. So he had this rope horse named Money. Oh, yeah. Oh, Money. This Money was kind of a not the best looking sorrel horse, but he was pretty just solid. And uh, so Drum's like, man, we'll, we'll get you roping. So I was like, yeah. I did not rope good. At Fort Scott, Kansas, <laughs> though, my claim to fame is I was the number one man out, the number one roper at the college rodeo. And was 13 1 and give him the guns. <laughs> just pulled them out on him. Yeah. So, me and old money, we were, I had a, and a, God bless Jerome, he did so much for me back then, but I had his trailer. I had his bumper pull trailer that said uh, NFR, blah, 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 Jerome Sneeberger. He let me use it. I don't know why. So, I had his trailer in my pickup with a Capri camper. And you were sleeping with your sister. Well, I mean, yeah, I could see that, but. <laughs> There'd be no, I'm not gonna valid say. point, <laughs> but anyhow, so like I'm getting out with my rope horse, and it was like Whoa. they were married, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Saying. yeah, for the record. <laughs> so anyhow, but I was like, man, I'm really doing it. And I thought I'm really going to try to rope, and uh, the thing is about these guys that rope, you didn't know, is how much you have to rope to be good. It ain't you know it ain't like anything else where you can just practice every now and then, kind of show up and just. Like, Calf ropers rope nonstop, nonstop. And uh, I did not know that. And that's probably the reason I'm a rodeo clown now. But how often, like, to get ready for the NFR, how many calves, how many, like, how horses? What's the process? This year or 15 ago? <laughs> Any year. You choose the year. Uh, when I was younger, it was, that's what I did. You know, I mean, just, I woke, I mean, when I was in high school, when Joe, Joe's told this story multiple times, uh, I lived in Apache and we had an indoor building. Still got it today, but they had a, they used to have a more paddock open, and always the first weekend in May. And Guyman was going on then as well. So what would happen was the roping was always on Sunday or Saturday. So on Friday, we'd get you know the. Joe Joe Beaver would show up and there'd be four or five other guys that keep their horses at our at our at our house there and then go to town the next morning to their jack to the roping. And um they just watched me rope. I mean, I'd ride 15, 20 horses a night and they'd be there and we'd I'd rope, you know, five calves on each horse. And my dad and Gail Turner had just had them lined up and Joe would just sit out there and watch. And I mean there'd be a couple other ones, but that's what I did when I was a kid. And then uh but getting getting ready for the NFR, probably the first, you know, four, five, eight times. I mean, it was um, come November first. 
every day of the week, you know, you'd run six, eight calves on two or three horses and just try to try to get it craft down to to best you can. And then uh, probably the 2020 NFR in Dallas, Trent Walls and I was talking quite a bit and uh, and he's like, just run two calves a day and just tie them both in eight five. Put a hundred dollar bill on the barrel. If you win, you get to keep it. If you lose, you got to give it to your dad. So, hundred seemed a little steep to me. So we did twenty dollar, <laughs> uh, thirty thousand dollar rounds. Twenty, you know. But so anyway, so that's what we did to to get ready. Mainly because my body couldn't hold up to a whole lot of with the hip surgeries and. Uh, I don't know the last time I really flank and tied, which it probably shows compared to all these young guys that, that live it and breathe it, you know, and, uh, but it tried to do a lot more, just run them in your mind. And, uh, but the, you know, this year we, we wrote quite a bit trying to get ready. Uh, not so much on my little gray horse, but I got a couple young horses that, uh, that want to be pretty good. So we try to get practice with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you're talking about coming out for the finals, Joe Beaver, when he's on here, he said his first NFR when when he came to Vegas, he had a two horse bumper pull trailer, uh, a little topper, and a duffel bag. Yeah, and that's all he brought out. I mean, the the times of the times have changed yeah. tremendously. Yeah, and he's staying at the Stardust, <laughs> still standing. Yeah, he said uh, he said he only got a motel room just so he had some place to shower, but it, he never slept there. Yeah, you know, the, the, and I was telling someone the other day the first time I mean good somewhere which was 2006 and you didn't need you needed a 20 dollar bill for three people and yeah. now you need 200 uh, well you need 30 for one person yourself if you're going to go grab a burger somewhere you better have 30 dollars if you want fries and a drink <laughs> and that's just like i don't understand but it is what it is well it costs you 40 dollars to park at your own hotel that you got a room at you, you have to have a signed letter of credit if you have a group over six <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. where do they have all the calf ropers at the MGM. The MGM. Yeah. Is that the best place you stayed since you've been out here? Like, I, I don't. They I don't, put you all up I'm in different places. There. Oh yeah. But my, uh, I let my parents have that room. Nice. Um, you know, they've come out here every year, and it's just so expensive that I just, if I can keep a little off them, absolutely, their, a little off their tab, then we'll let them stay in the room. I stay at the uh, Mandalay Bay. All oh, right, on. I like it a lot. It's a little off the, out of the, chaos. But if you want to get involved in it, it's just a little tram over to the MGM or I think was it Resorts World where everybody yep, yep. is yeah. kind of hanging out now. I haven't made my way down there this year, but they say that's a pretty uh, happening spot. But as far as we just kind of hang out. So, OK, I'm going to put you on the spot right here and uh, you can be honest. Your Mount Rushmore of tie-dye ropers. If you could enshrine four of the best ropers, your, your four people. Who would they be? The Mount Rushmore. Does it got to be listed like one through four? No, just, just no. four. No, just no four. particular order. I don't. Uh, man, my, my number one is is probably Fred Whitfield, and then he's one A for me, and I would have to say Cody Olds, one B. So those would be the two, and then I got Caleb Smith. Um, just for I mean, just for what he's done, and but then you know when it comes to the number four, there's a handful of guys you can probably throw in there. I like Joe B. Um, but I don't think you could go wrong if you went with tough, mm -hmm. maybe Mike Johnson's for his longevity. 
Dude, I'm gonna tell you about uh, that. Mike Johnson was at, at Cow Palace this year. Yeah, he's Good he was Lord. up there, and we went to some rodeo in Canada, not Buffalo Lake Metis. Not sure if you've ever been there. I don't know where's our where's for East Canadian. Well, Bo over there, he looked. He said Canadian. He he liked it. But Buffalo Lake Metis is when you go oh, through yeah, some of these towns, to. you just keep driving north, <laughs> keep going, and then they're gonna be like you stop at a gas station and be like, we're looking for this Buffalo Lake Metis. And they're like, oh, well, uh, just take this road, A, and keep on going and <laughs> look on the left at some point and you'll see it. It's just <laughs> out in the middle of a field. But we went up there and lo and behold, Mike Johnson of Henry, Oklahoma. <laughs> that dude has been rocking forever. And forever. He still can, I mean, still pretty agile. Yeah, I mean, he's athletic and he's wears maybe – Two knee braces on each knee, an elbow brace, his goggles. Just getting after it. <laughs> his goggles. I miss the days. Uh, Mike, <laughs> the, the glory days were back in, when Mike Johnson had his roping in Tulsa right after, right after Christmas. Oh, yeah. It was the most fun because after sitting with your family and doing all the Christmas stuff, then you go to Tulsa for the whole day. And it was – that used to be a party. I mean, from the morning till night, 50,000 of the winter – and everybody used to go, even if you didn't, even if you weren't a roper, the Duvals all used to go to it. And, uh, I mean, just everybody went to Tulsa to Mike Johnson's, that, that rope and jackpot. That was, the, the that was by far the most the fun one. ever. Yeah, it was For, super good. And you know what? You can still, I think you can get on rodeo video and still find uh, the Mo Betta calf ropings. Oh, yeah. Those were the best. We had those tapes. The tie-down matches, the cap, that was yeah. the best. It was they don't do that a whole lot anymore, but it was, you know, there, there's a lot of good jackpots we can go to nowadays, but they were just a little different back then. And I was in the tail end of them. I mean, I went to Mike's a good six, eight times, probably in the Mobetta three or four back when it was still what it was. But, uh, but those were a little different. Yeah. The old boat, the, the old Mobetta tapes. And I was, I watched that for a while. And, um, you know, it's funny, like Joe, a young Joe Beaver, you know how I compare him to now? Weston Hughes, like aggressive, the, those, the way that they got like, cause when Weston goes to a calf, that dude, he's going, you I mean, you don't want to be in Weston's way when it's coming to flanking and tying or roping in general. It was pretty comical yesterday where the other morning we were tying the calves and when they're Bronk, Justin's dad, he trails them out and uh, we got the rope on them and we're getting ready to switch them around. And the, the guy previously is just, we get to flank them twice flanks him the first time and Weston puts his string in his mouth. Don't have his calf roped yet. Still got to flank the one in the arena another time and then trail him out of the arena. And Lano Mango <laughs> looked over at Weston and said, son, you're going to chew your string in half. Just go ahead and calm down. And just give it a second. And then, and, you know, so he takes it out and he lasts for a second. And then here he then just Get back in. Oh, just gets after him. It's good watching. So last night, uh, it's all blurred to me, but we were four four tenths off the arena record, uh, Riley. And yes. um, so the world record makes me think of, who was the guy that night that they broke it? They changed it like three or four times well, in a row. Uh, was it Jeff uh, Chapman. Jeff Chapman, who, when so, you look at Jeff Chapman, you would not think that this cat can rope calves like that. And by God, he could. In 2008, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm trying, I'm vying, trying to win a world championship and, I think he ties two and six 
And I mean, he, he was no young fella then, which I mean, he, he was still, I don't know if he's in his upper thirties, might've been low for, I, I don't know exactly how old he was, but I know I'm pretty sure one round tough goes six, seven. I'm either six, eight, Jeff, six, nine, the second night, the next night, Jeff, six, nine again, or he might've been six, eight and I was six, nine. I don't know, but it was, but he's been fast for a long time. But I remember and, and you would like you're saying, you just wouldn't be like, if you've seen Riley Webb rope or Shad or some of them guys, you're like, okay, I see, I, I can see a six second run coming right here. But then there's them few that do it sneaky. Timber Moore was a sneaky, sneaky. a sneaky six yeah. second roper. Yeah, that's right. Yep. You don't, you would not expect it. And then you look up, man, Timber Moore is six, eight, man, you know, seven flat. Well, I tell you that, and I think some of that, that it, it, it would keep getting faster because if you look at, uh, we had uh, the WCRA junior division. Uh, Kerry Ball from the Lazy was on the other day. When you look at the youth rodeos, uh, the stampede at the July 23rd through the 27th, $400,000 added for the June for the 19 and under. Um, and if you look at these events here, if when, when I was younger, we go to youth rodeo, uh, you'd have 25, 30 calf ropers at those same events now. They're getting 165. Ken, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Ken K told me he watched a 12 and under tie down roping out here Wednesday or something, and two kids went eight two and eight three. 12 and under. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And I'm like, when I was 12 and under, I was hoping to go 14 and not get drug around the arena. When I was 21, I was hoping to go 13. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, talk. When you, when you think about that, talk about the, the youth coming up. Because can you believe the amount of – and it, it's good. It's good for our sport. It's good for everything. But the amount of ropers that are just coming out of everywhere, there is the, – the, the ropers just are blowing. Even a little HYRA in uh, Kingman, Kansas, Heartland Youth Rodeo Association, little bitty rodeo association, little, 72 ropers. Yeah. Unbelievable. It, you know, it's not going anywhere. We're keep we're still strong, keeping it strong. Like Barry Burke had a junior roping for I don't know the first year he had it. Was that the one in Ardmore? Ardmore. Yeah, yeah. I remember and that. Uh, and Blair, he's doing it now. But when I was a kid, I mean, they'd get 170, 200 ropers in the early 2000s in the 19 and under down there, and it tailed off a little bit back a few years ago. But I think the younger, like the the teen, the young teenagers, is they're getting a lot more kids in it again. It's just it's, it's so good, and I I. I just love it, but I want you to one other question. How things changed from 06 to now, like just uh, overall in, in, in roping. Oh, I don't know if you want me to answer all that. <laughs> There's probably people listening on this that would frown upon it, but no, I think, um, Well, let me ask you. Let me well, ask the, you. The hardest part is, is if you're looking at it from a financial standpoint, we've got five rodeos that have really grown, got really good. And then you look at there's 40 of them that are the exact same as they was. Yeah. And, every, you know, and I'm not, I mean, it, all you got to do is look at the, the numbers. I mean, I know they did a, and I, I won't say the rodeo, it, it's a good rodeo and everybody goes, but I think, uh, Somebody did the numbers on it in 1983. Well, well, I'll use it because I don't. Calgary, Calgary, 1983, 
a guy won Calgary Stampede in the Calf Open, paid $50,000. 2023, how many years? Is that 40 years? Mm. You know what it paid? $50,000. So there's plenty of them rodeos that are similar to that, that they're the exact same as they was 40 years ago. And uh, I think that's, I mean, I'm not, I, I think that's one of the biggest problems with rodeo is they've done a lot of improvements to a lot of things except what makes the contestants come. And I know that the, uh, the act as far as like they're having a concert or having this is a huge part of it. But, you know, like a truck and trailer and horses and uh, all that's very expensive. It's tripled. And, and oh, the travel is just ridiculous. Well, it's tripled in cost. And then our entry fees are a little bit or more than they was. Prize money's the same as it was, which in technicality is less. Uh, oh, yeah. But the NFR has grown. Then you have the American. <laughs> I mean, you have all these rodeos that have grown and done well. And, and that's what keeps San Angelo. San Angelo. That's what keeps people like me still trying to rodeo when you're almost 40. And, you know, with they saying, I think the NFR is supposed to. Rumor is fifty grand in two years to win around. Maybe they're yeah. Thought. They haven't re they haven't released any of the the take the, the but but that's the rumor. But the that, rumor, that, yeah. So I mean, there's people that might have been thinking like, hey, you know, I'm gonna give it one more year, and then now they're like, I might give it <laughs> two more years. Yeah, for fifty thousand dollar round. I like, go I go hit Houston. I'm set. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, hit my rodeo you, counts. You understand and, what I'm saying? So and and that's probably but but I think that's where some professional sports have separated themselves from from rodeo is that they have grown the little events have become medium events the medium events become big events the big events become huge events and in and rodeo where we've had three or four take that step and all the rest of us are still kind of where we're at but it's what we do so i got one more question for you and i i, I like to ask all the contestants this because i have an opinion on it which my opinion don't matter because i'm not a contestant and uh but I, I think about it a lot of time because, you know, even though I'm not a contestant, I'm with you guys all the time. Mm -hmm. We're all around each other. One, one thing that I don't like, and you may disagree with this, and that's okay. I mean, that's part of people disagree all the time. But I, I really think, as, as far as rodeo goes, there shouldn't be a limit on rodeos. I think if you win a dollar in Abbeville, Kansas, that dollar should count even, you know, even if it's not an official rodeo. Like, the, the, you can only count so many rodeos. I but me personally, I think it'd be better. Hey, you want a rodeo? You want to go hard? We'll see you in December if you want to go that well, hard. What do you think about that? My, my deal on that is is once or twice I in our rodeo count and the calf open was 100. And I think I rodeoed one year when it was 50. And I know it was 50 a time or two. I don't know if that was right before I started, but I know I've done it plenty of times at 65, 75, 70, and 75. And my deal is, is if you look at it, the same guys still make the finals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The same 15, 18, 20 guys are banging it out. And there's in our event, there's there's 30 guys that have a good chance that rope good enough to make the finals. But it's, you know, it's a marathon and you can have the best winner anyone's ever had and not make the NFR because, it, you know, the summer is where the NFR is made. That's, you know, you have you got to be able to do it every day. And it, to me, the winter is really tough because, you know, you go to one rodeo a week, run two cabs, and then you go home and you do whatever. Like, so I, I don't care. 
every time I've ever went to my rodeo count, the three year, the two years I didn't make the finals and I tried, I went to my rodeo count, didn't make it. But I think the rodeo count is part of being a professional. You need to know how many rodeos you've been to and how many rodeos you have left when it comes to the end of the year. So I think, and we've had that talk, especially with what went on with the uh, team roping. Team I mean, I, I don't have a dog in the fight, but I don't know the situation either. But you should know, you know, and and since we're on that, they could probably do a better job. The people that run what we do, uh, I called up. Everything's online now. Like you're supposed to do everything online. And I had a handful of rodeos that you get on your phone and you go to you out online on portal. So why don't you go conflict at a rodeo forever? If you have a conflict with the rodeo, you call the PRCA and you tell them I have a conflict. I want to unofficial it. You get that rodeo back to your account. That's probably what happened because I called and asked them and they and I understand she's just she was just a young lady that was answering the phone. She don't know. But, you know, she's been told what to tell us and she didn't have an answer. And I'm like, well, she's like, well, you got to request that rodeo being gave back to you. And I'm like, well, it, I, well, she told me I'm not supposed to enter two rodeos the same day. And I'm like, well, ma'am, that was over the 4th of July. Trust me, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> But it, it didn't affect me. But it did. That could have been what affected the 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 team in the team roping deal. But so I, it don't matter to me if it's a hundred, if it's five hundred. They got like what six hundred rodeos. If you can get to all of them, get to them. Uh, <laughs> up, I, I do have a question for just because I got a couple good friends that are involved in it. What is the, uh, you know, the breakaway roping? Yeah. You know, it's become huge. But y'all think it's become yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? It's not huge in Vegas. I mean, like Shelby, Shelby Medjid, I don't know what she won, $160,000, $70,000 through the regular season. I mean, she'd have come in like third in the calf roping. And then she, they rope for $5,000 a day. Well, that's what uh, – uh, and, I, I and I know some of them, when you look on Facebook, everybody wants it in the Thomas and Mac. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. But how about get them half the money? Well, so that that was a good point that uh, J.J. Hampton, when she was on, and uh, that's what she said. You know what? Let's get the money where we're open for yeah. $30,000 rounds. She, she goes, said, I'd open the parking lot. Well, I know, but, I mean, but, you're, but you're saying, like, get them, you know, our rounds pay 30 if you don't want to, if you can't have it because of time crunch. You think they wouldn't want to rope for $15,000 rounds and a $45,000 average? That's what it about was the first year I made the finals. I know it's not even. But if you were going to give them their option, hey, we can let you rope for five thousand a round in the Thomson Mac, or rope for fifteen and a forty-five thousand, well, they're going to choose the money, you know. But it's it's just rough, you know. I mean, they got as much invested as all of us, and it's all to make the NFR. And I was talking to, uh, I mean, I don't think they'd mind me putting their name out there, but I probably won't. But their daughter made the NFR, and we was talking about it, and it come down to a little old this or that. They were pretty sure they were going to make the finals, but they had an issue at another rodeo, and they could have kind of done this or that just maybe have the whole rodeo nullified but they didn't want to do that because in their mind if it did and some reason it's, it wasn't it make finals or because it doesn't pay enough so you know you've went all year to do that and then but they have all these huge jackpots out here for the breakaway ropers that that makes it worth it to get out here and all that but it that's something i think they need to work well the on. ifr too is adding well, well, more oh, yeah five hundred thousand more i mean and that thing you know make it I got plenty of friends that went that route when you yeah, kind of the IPRA I, has really stepped up on the finances and hundred percent. So the IFR actually, they've been having the, uh, the breakaway rope in the IFR for 
15 years, years now. Yeah. So, I mean, you I know, think, overall, they, there's a lot of places. I think it was that is the existing contract. So, I don't know if that was part of the negotiations and no, the new contract. Yeah, I have no idea. I have I no idea because when you're looking at it. I think the money great. was already set. And if they had to come to you guys and said, okay, we're going to take $100,000 out of everybody's purse and put it in the breakaway, you know, they would have been afraid of what everybody else say. I don't know. No, this is just speculation, no, I, by I the agree. way. I um, agree. But I think maybe, I don't know, because we don't, I have no idea what's in the new contract, but maybe that's part of No one does. It's a mystery. Hey, it won't so, be the first mystery contract the PRCA signed. <laughs> So moving forward, uh, so 39 years old, 13 NFRs. Yes. Did, did you uh, – are you going to go this winter? Are you just going to keep rocking or what? Yeah. What, I mean, what's, what's your what's – you, what's he's going to go, he's going to win Houston, then go, shit, now I got to go again. I, I, love, <laughs> I got to rodeo. I'd love to have that predicament. Uh, no, I mean, like uh, a lot of my stuff this year, this past season was dictated on my son. I mean, he's a junior in high school. Apache Warriors, yeah. all-star all athlete. Yeah, and uh, they had a good football season. So a lot of my decisions was throughout the year was to rodeo hard and not rodeo in September. Uh, just football season's going, and I wasn't going to miss a football game unless I absolutely had to. And uh, it was a really – I had a, I mean, my horse situation was pretty sketchy all year. My horse got hurt finals last year. We I rode him in the winter. They kept him going. Uh, and then San Angelo was the last calf I roped on him. Um, and then I had to borrow some horses. Tyler Persin let me borrow his for two months. <laughs> I mean, it's friends. Yes. I mean, he hadn't rodeoed in a year or two. He had an accident, cut a finger, his hand up, and I called him literally two days before we leave for the summer. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing with Katniss? He's like, I don't know. What, what, what do you want? I said, can I take her? He's like, take her where? I said, well, I don't have a horse. He said, yeah, come get her. So I drove down there, picked her up. Two days later, we headed to Buffalo Lake Metis, Canada. Horse that hadn't been rode in eight months. Just let me have her. You know, no questions asked. Just so you know what? You got a lot of people like that in our in our industry that you couldn't do it without that don't ever get talked about. But uh Roach Chain Hanchi's horse, some that won horse of the year. Um, now there's got to be more of them. I'm just probably missing a couple of them. Clint Robinson's rode his horse some, but uh, and I said I'm not going to rodeo in September, so I don't enter no rodeos. It's in the world come September 1st. Like, perfect, everything's come to plan. Then all of a sudden, the 58th guy in the world, I think, was Tough Cooper wins $60,000 and he's just, and then everybody just, so now I'm go from like six to 14. Oh, and, and now I'm panicking and I'm driving all over the country doing walk up, replace entering, but it all worked out, made the finals, got, didn't miss any football games. Uh, now we're playing basketball. So I've watched three or four basketballs on live stream this week, missed some of them, which I don't really like, but it's for a good cause. Uh, so that'll, that'll determine a lot of it, but I'm on a rodeo. As long as the little gray horse will stop, will keep getting close enough to maybe let me catch cows, and then uh, go from there. But you know what you have drawn for tonight, and not not a big deal. I'm just looking at my fantasy team. Uh, you have a good one for tonight. The worst part about it is my first two calves were probably the best of the three that I've run, and I failed to that that last one last night though was just 
super good. The way he just let me put my string on him and he just laid there and looked around at the crowd and didn't get up. That one's that's pretty special. Yeah, they they talked about that a lot because I uh, they they close up on the oh, feet yeah. and the the feet were going to be. I would, Hunter, I'm not gonna say I I, 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 I no. he's gonna get up. No, he's I, gonna I, get up. well I said that. I'm like, holy, finally. Oh, I'm winning third. Well, I ain't gonna win nothing. Then she tries to get up, and I'm like, man, when she laid up on her belly, I'm like, Mike looked at me, and I looked at him, and then Cap just looked around at the crowd, and I'm like, if she just stays like that, I'm okay. Well, she did, and then after the rodeo, I talked to Mike Todd, who's a flag judge, and I said, how close was that? And he's like, well, I could see her feet. It, your string was still on her legs, and I'm like, okay. You know, so, I mean, he, he was he was going to check it, but there, at that point, there's no reason to check it, so that was good. Nobody moved. Nobody, Nobody breathed. So, I, I, I thought about this, and, and the last three person doing music, I makes a good run, and I want to highlight it, and the crowd's yeah. going nuts, but it's so hard because I don't want to affect – the horse or yeah, it's, spooking it's, the calf. You know, like or, the, the, but the crowd's louder than anything anyway. Yeah, it's, but. Them, it's them extremely fast six-second runs, which just make the best example of it, which is it was a career and life-altering bad thing for him. But the American a couple years ago. Hunter, the guy from BTC. Hunter Reem. Hunter, Hunter Reem. Um, rope's good, but – was out of his mind that day, and he ties his first one fast, gets to come back, and he's going to win the million dollars. He's going to go seven. And when everybody knew he was going to go seven, they got crazy loud, and his horse just said, I'm gone. You know, and which that's terrible. But but that's what's happened when when them people see it's happening extremely fast. They just start getting loud. So it's, it's like a well, football game. When oh yeah, when you, see the, when you see the big play, even before it's happened, I mean, you see it, and you're just you get you get loud and loud, and then the person next to you gets loud, and then everybody and, and the music that. guy's loud. But I'm a fan, so oh, I want to yeah. highlight it. No, but then I I so I don't know what to do. It's like uh, I'm just, so conflicting just, myself. Just get it. Just let it go. Just let it go. Okay. I'll we'll tie better next time. Just, there you go. Just for Hunter, put it down for Hunter. Well, I do back it down. Yeah. I hit it, and then when the, when you guys get on the horse, I will yeah. bring it down. You hit six it seconds, and then I because yeah. I'm a fan. It oh, jacks yeah, me like up. Yeah, and it, the NFR is always the best place to watch a tie down rope, and like it's historically has been one of the best events. Yeah, tonight's Cavs is the was the easiest round we've had so far, but uh, we thought I'm pretty sure we're going to rope them three more times, which they'll be the set. We'll get the tenth round, but we thought there was going to be a lot more the same and then the big pin is tomorrow night which we actually tied every, they tied them pretty fast so pretty good set of calves all the way around jeff and lanham did a great job yeah perfect well we want to thank uh 13 time tie down rope and qualifier of the national finals rodeo hunter heron apache oklahoma let's give him a round of applause good luck my friend thank you what were you seven seven more calves what we got yes six seven, seven. okay we got. Don't, I'm don't lost. Short. We, that's, <laughs> uh, slack Wednesday morning at ten. Yeah, Wednesday morning. No, 10 no, we're still gonna pump it up. There's I'm, still gonna be probably three to five thousand oh, people I'm, in there. I'm, so it'll still be good. There, there. I think we're gonna. I think Pete's gonna give us a couple tickets to give away. I think for the ten o'clock per. Yeah. So, and I know you guys. I think they're giving everybody ten tickets. Yep. They send us a deal. Friends and family get ten tickets to get in, and so it'll still be fun. Oh, oh yeah, it'll be good. It'll it just be, won't. Nah, it'd be perfect. Who cares? Let's, but let's okay, real quick, real quick. Still tastes the same. Do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think? I mean, your right decision to have the perf. Yeah. 
or because what they were going to do, they offered it was off on the board to just pay spread that first money out for nine times. We had we had discussed that as far as when the incident was taking place, me and um, Caleb was just talking, and we're like, "Man, I wonder what they're going to do." They said, "My rodeo, they're going to do that," and we're both like, "I was giving a hard time because he's like." Well, what is our payout if they just scrap the whole thing? Do you think they'll give us that? And I'm like, if they give you 90 grand, you're leaving $120,000 on the table. You're not taking that, you know, because usually he wins 200000 plus. And that might, but me, they offer me, you know, 98, 200, or 100000 I'm probably going to take it. But, anyways, no, we, we was, yeah, I think, I, I thought they might have done it Saturday morning, did two on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, I, I'd, I'd like to rope him. Yeah, well, and and I agree with it too because that's another shot that somebody may need rather than just taking that first round money and spreading it out between the next nine oh. rounds. I mean, oh, it's okay. a, I that's what, what I, that's what was on the table. One option oh, they well, did we, have. Well, we was thinking, well, it's like well, I don't I don't know what it is. It's like ninety grand a night is what the payout is mm-hmm. per event, something you like know? that. So we were like, well, what are they just going to give us a six thousand dollar bonus? Well, we knew that wasn't happening, but like, well, we're just going to. But it's it'll be perfect. No, good, good. Yeah, well, we're good. We're good with running him for sure. Perfect. Well, good luck, my friend, and and thanks for coming and hanging out with us. And sorry you uh, you had to go to college with Justin. No, uh, not I with got, no, not no, with no, Justin. I sorry, coached. rodeo coach. Sorry. Yeah. And how I about it for me, rodeo coach and Hunter Hay right here? You're welcome. And he's been thirteen looks right here. Only reason thirteen one in the tight end rope right here. Well, thank awesome. you, Hunter, and then thank you to our great sponsors that make it happen. Everybody here, go be sure to check out Red River Arenas right down the hallway. They got goat roping pins, cap shoots, lead-ups, bucking shoots, deer feeders, deer feeders, hog traps, anything you can get. Be sure to check out Red River Arenas. Tell Trisha that we sent you down there. Don't forget, if you need a hat patch or anything for your stuff, rodeopatch.com is the place to go. Get yourself gold buckle beer right over there. They're tasty. They're delicious. They're wonderful. We got. We might even give one away. We actually have a couple extra right ah, here. We do. Yeah. Pete Carr, Pete Carr Pro Rodeo, bring it to you. So we will see y'all tomorrow when we will have on Ooh. from America's Got Talent. Tall Boys. Burt Davis will be on tomorrow. Thank you, Hunter. We'll Wanna see be you all at the rodeo. <laughs> get you a beer and get boots of beer. Excuse that. We'll see y'all later. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>